Did you know you can get pre-qualified leads at no extra cost through the TD Auto Finance TD Wheels app? Contact your dealer relationship manager today or call us at 1-855-TD-AUTO-1 to find out more. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the March 3rd, 2023 episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. I'm your host, Craig Layson, the digital and mobile editor at Automotive News Canada. Folks, it's not often, if ever, that a guest appears on the show twice within a month's time, but my guest today earned this encore appearance. He's the man that helped lead near-record attendance to the 2023 Canadian International Auto Show. He'll tell us how organizers drew 350,214 people to the event. And he'll tell us what made this year's show unique and where it goes from here. All that and more when I speak with CIAS General Manager Jason Campbell on this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. Jason, thanks for joining me on the podcast again rather recently. Well, it's great to be back and great to be through the show and having a, a very positive response from industry and the public alike. Yeah, it's not often I have a guest on uh, basically twice in a month, but I think you've earned uh, a second appearance in a short amount of time. I mean, after two years of no show, after being so close to running it in 2022, and after COVID-19 and inventory shortage, how does it feel to have put on the third highest attended show in CIAS history? Well, it's obviously a relief because uh, it, it's gone very well, and we've uh, we've really been able to put on, a, I, I think, really one of our best shows we've ever put on albeit with less manufacturers. And that's something we'd like to get back to as close to a full manufacturer complement list as we can in future. But we were able to really pull in some interesting additional content for the show that uh, supplemented where we did have manufacturers missing and provided the consumers a a great shopping experience and a great day out for for their experience. And, you know, after such a long period away from shows, it was such a great opportunity to get back together with the industry. And I think a lot of the the brands that were there were just talking about just how it was a not only a great experience for them from a consumer perspective, but a great opportunity to get together as a group again, because we just haven't, uh, as a companies, come together in a big way. And, and it's almost like a rally for each of the brands that was there. Almost every brand we had at the show had a huge amount of employees coming down, and, and it, it was really a a real great gathering opportunity for everybody to to cheer on and, and be part of a what was a collective experience. Put it into context for me. You said you know you'd like to get back to more normal numbers when it comes to the uh, the number of automakers participating. What is a normal number? So say back in nine in in two thousand nineteen and two thousand eighteen, how many brands were there compared to with how many brands were there this year? Well, we had a total of twenty eight brands participating this year. I mean, we were at about. 45 i believe it was uh, in 2020 so there is a you know a large gap to make up but um you know but you know we've come through a tremendously challenging time in our industry and uh it's expected i think that we were going to have some missing and when we were going out talking to manufacturers about participating in this year's show it was you know june and july of this past year and at that time, there was a lot of media reports talking about, you know, are we going to have another winter of COVID? Is things going to get shut down again? And, you know, that obviously plays into people's minds because it's a big investment coming to the show. There's there's a lot of planning, a lot of people time involved. And, you know, some of the brands you know, that combined with some of their product shortages 
have, have led them to say, you know what, we're going to sit this one out and see how it goes. But, you know, a number of other brands, thankfully, a large uh, percentage of our of our manufacturers have said, no, we want to come together. We got great stories to tell and great products to showcase. And they came with their A-game and they've got so much new technology to showcase over the last three years that, you know, it was a great opportunity for those that have new product that aren't yet available in the showrooms to come and let consumers sit in and touch them and in some cases drive them on the indoor EV test track that uh, it was too good an opportunity to pass up. And we're thankful for that because it was a, a really spectacular show for those that, that came and brought what uh, our GM friends called, they brought their A-game. I am curious with fewer brands uh, this year because automakers declined to participate. Do you think showgoers were caught off guard by the lack of brands? Did they notice there were fewer automobiles, fewer vehicles, fewer brands? Yeah, of course they did. And, you know, I, I, I walked the show probably five or six times a day. And so you hear the, the comments and, the, and the, the questions, well, where is this brand? Where is that brand? But on the flip side, they're experiencing new brands. They're, they've got, we did an interesting survey amongst some of the, the folks that were at the show on the final Saturday, interviewing some of them that were looking for new cars. And yes, they, they had come looking for one brand. But you know what? They discovered another brand which they didn't have uh, any idea that they were going to have a chance to look at. And so I think that there were normally at a show we would see about 60% of the consumers that come to the show telling us that they've added a brand to their consideration list. And this year, I'm sure we're going to have a lot higher number than that because uh, you know we we want to get everybody back. We have had great partnerships with the whole industry for many many years, and you know it's it's understandable that. For this year, there was there were some missing, but um, those that came really came with it with an incredible showcase of great new products, some great new concept cars, great new experiential activities, and you know we had over six thousand people test drive in the new EV indoor test track, nine different brands, and that that's compared to one thousand five hundred test drives that we did in the twenty twenty show, and the initial research that we're doing from the people that were doing those test drives is. Only 5% of them actually own an EV product. So only 15% are familiar with EVs. So it's a real learning opportunity for them. And the industry goes forward and becomes far more focused on the electrification and have more products available across all the brands. I think that indoor EV test track is going to be a really important place for all of the all of the people in the market to be. Is, is that a way, those type of experiences, to offset the missing brands do people sort of warm up to the idea that oh this is different than what i attended in 2017 or 2012 or whatever the case may be and does that make it okay that there are fewer brands on the floor well i think we try and mix it up as a show year to year and it really felt like a very different show this year because there was so many different things in the show uh, to showcase. I mean, we, Electric City was a new feature where people can learn about the electrification of the industry, where new EV players, both from uh, smaller manufacturers and micromobility players, were there to uh, companies like InterSavings that can help educate people about how you put uh, your company into full EV mode and uh, electrify your condo buildings. Uh, those kinds of things are, are new and different for this year. Uh, we had a big experiential program that Stellantis run, bringing in the Camp Jeep experience for the first time, and that really was a was a showcase event for the North Building. Uh, I think you know we're not never going to have, I don't think, an entire industry, all brands competing as we did in past. Times are changing, events need to change with it, but I do think that the the show has proved itself that 
people do want to come back. People do want to get bums and seats again. And the experience of the show proves to us that this is a, still a great showcase for for everybody that wants to come into the industry that has product available to showcase because you've got a lot of hungry consumers out there that really want to experience it and touch it, especially when it's so difficult to find those new products that uh, you can't find at your showrooms. So how did you convince automakers that did attend to attend this year's show? Did you have to make any cost concessions, meet any special requests to entice an automaker to participate? How did you get them to remain on board? Well, there, there was a lot of everybody's looking at each other across the table. You know, are you going in? Are you going in? <laughs> you know, it was almost like a, a game of chicken to see who in the end was all going to commit. But there were a lot of people that are loving the shows that want to get back to shows. And they just want to make sure that there was a, a full complement of brands to make sure that the experience for the consumer was worth it. And we did have that. And we were able to get big participation from our from our big players and, uh, you know, a lot of people are really desperate to get back. And, and so it wasn't that difficult to get them to say, I want to come back. And it was, and in the end, I'm sure everybody so I've had discussions with all of the brands since the show, everybody's extremely satisfied with what they, what they received with their consumer engagement and with all the new customers that they're winning from their competitors that weren't there. So, and I think we had a number of CEOs from various OEMs that came in on VIP night, ones that were not there at the show, but still wanted to see about it because we offered tickets to them to really understand and see what, what uh, was going on because we knew it was going to be an exciting show and the excitement was there from the consumers and the industry. And I'm hopeful we'll get a, a good contingent of those back uh, for our 2024 show. Can those attendance numbers of 350,000 alone convince more automakers to participate in the show next year? You know, I think it's much more sophisticated a decision than just the numbers, but they obviously help, but we're doing some deep dive study on the consumers that were there their interest in what brands they wanted to see uh, to get their purchase intention. And all of that kind of information is really quite critical to making a decision. But, you know, for those that did come to the show and saw their engagement with consumers, the numbers of people really obviously does help because you, you can see the enthusiasm and, and the willingness to return to live events. And I, you know, just anecdotally people that were there, you know, that had their favorite brand, not in participation. I think, uh, I think, the dealers are going to hear from those customers. I think the dealers that didn't get a chance to take part and, and, and participate this year are going to be talking to the OEMs. And I, I think there'll be a, a groundswell of support to getting back and, and coming back when we know the public wants to come back. We'll be right back after this short break. At TD Auto Finance, we know that now, more than ever, digital solutions are crucial to building relationships. We're constantly growing and innovating to help you connect with your customers. Our industry-leading app, TD Wheels, helps connect customers directly with your dealership, giving you pre-qualified leads at no extra cost. We pride ourselves in giving you the specialized support you need to grow your business. As the only truly full-spectrum lender in Canada, our non-prime, near-prime, and fixed and variable rate prime programs all give you the flexibility you need to support customers in almost every circumstance. Our five-time J.D. Power award-winning sales, credit, and funding teams are available in local offices across the country to help you today. Contact your dealer relationship manager today or call us at 1-855-TD-AUTO-1 to find out more about our award-winning service, innovative programs and products, or even how we can help you find a floor plan financing option that suits your business needs. 
Welcome back to the podcast where I'm speaking with CIAS General Manager, Jason Campbell. Can we expect or should we expect smaller shows? You know, I'm thinking Edmonton, Calgary, um, those kind of places, Ottawa even, to have the same success as CIAS um, because even Montreal was decent uh, in terms of numbers. They were down, but not all that much. Does does this send a message to automakers and brands and the consumers that auto shows still have a place? Can those smaller ones succeed based on your numbers? Or are you something so different because you're so big that it can't be compared to smaller markets? You know, obviously the Quebec show is going ahead. I think it's starting next week. Um, you know, they've got a very close relationship with their dealers. So it's, a, it's a much smaller, very different show. It's a little bit different to compare us to anywhere else in the country because this is where the market is. You know, 40% of all new car sales are in Ontario. All the manufacturers are based here. You know, this is we invest far more in in features and other elements of the show to make it a total consumer experience than than any other. And we have a reach right across the country in terms of what people, you know, do say promote here gets spread right across the country. So it's 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 not really comparable apples to oranges in a way. But uh, but I you know we're hopeful that other other shows can go on. But you know this is where the focus of many manufacturers are because of the nationwide coverage that you get from anything that you do here and uh, you know we we want to keep that uh, momentum up we've got big investment we didn't turn down the promotional dial on our on our show this year and i think that was absolutely the right decision to go full-on full-size show and uh, you know it showed uh, from the consumer reaction i i wanted to ask you about that did you market this show harder or more than you have in the past or was it easy because so many people that had been locked down for two years prior, were looking for something to do. Well, we we didn't reduce the marketing dollars. Of course, we uh, we we maintained that investment as we promised our manufacturers we would. We had a lot of things to talk about because there's new things to talk about. It's not just manufacturers on on the floor. It's so many different feature elements, and that's something which it makes it easier to market and get media attention for. We had major government investment uh, here at the show. I don't think we've had as many government ministers here than we've ever had at the show with the APMA Project Arrow launching and it being very heavily supported by both federal and provincial dollars. Uh, obviously, the federal government and provincial government have also stepped up in a very big way to support the industry and the manufacturing sector here. So, you know, we had uh, Minister Champagne, federal industry minister here, come to the show twice and hinting at big investment uh, announcements that are to come. So, you know, his indication to us was that, you know, he will do all he can to support us. We have a full complement of manufacturers coming to the show next year because, you know, this is where industry is celebrated. This is where the investment is being made. This is where we need to put our best foot forward. And, uh, you know, that combined with family fun, friendly features, we had both a huge Lego celebration. They actually sold out of... I think the first 11 pallets of Lego by, by the, the Thursday and they had to order nine more in from their Dallas headquarters. It just shows the consumer engagement was, was huge, much bigger than they expected. Hot Wheels had a big program as well. The Porsche feature that we did with uh, Cobble Beach celebrating 75 years of Porsche, it really resonated and lots of storylines to talk around our 50th anniversary or that always gives a good hook for, for media to talk to. So uh, I think I probably did more media engagements at this show than any other. That's because we had so many great stories to tell. Those those features that you just mentioned, that's really what the smaller shows can't do. Uh, and that's what sets you apart, correct? Well, I think, honestly, it sets us apart from any auto show globally. I mean, I've been 
working in and around the auto sector for 25 years, traveling to auto shows all around the world, and none of them focus on the features the way we do. And certainly none, none in North America, that's for sure. And anybody that travels the shows and wanders the shows will know that this really is a unique thing globally for, for an auto show. And it's what we pride ourselves on. It's really what helps us stand apart from all the others. And I, I think you could absolutely compare this show with any other globally and uh, and be very impressed. How big of a draw was Project Arrow and how important was it to have them there? I think it was a, it was, it was a very big draw. I think uh, Flavio Volpe, who runs this project and really you needed uh, somebody with that kind of dynamism to pull this off, especially through the pandemic. It's a, a real testament to the sheer stubbornness and, you know, I think focus that he's had on making this project come to life, that, uh, that it was able to get from idea to full built vehicle through the pandemic. That's, that's a pretty amazing, uh, pretty amazing project to pull off in, in that crazy period of time. And, you know, it draws in so many different uh, government levels. It draws in so many different companies. We had, they've had 50 companies that are working and building this project, showcasing 25 new technologies. And the car itself looks stunning. I mean, it, it was on display on the main show floor. It had uh, the doors wide open and the new technology on the show. And Flavio was here to help push it and promote it. And, you know, it, it really is a great Canadian story of innovation and possibilities and imagination coming to life. And that's uh, that's something which really resonated on our opening media day. Last question. Everything's been positive. Everything's been good. Uh, it's been a success. I just wonder how you feel when I say this to you. You managed the third highest attendance in the 50 show history, but you dealt with a wicked ice storm on day six and seven. Um, would this show have set a new record for attendance if Old Man Winter hadn't done its thing uh, on those two days? Well, you know, we run our show in February, so we're expecting at some point <laughs> to be hit with snow and ice. And, you know, it, it has have an effect. It obviously has a bigger effect if it were to hit you, let's say, on one of the weekend days. So on a best case scenario is it when it hits you on a Wednesday and a Thursday, yeah. which is when it did. So, you know, we can we can recover from that. And that uh, that's not the, the challenge. The biggest challenge we had this year was pulling it together in such a short period of time when we finally got full commitment from our manufacturers. This year, I think we've shown that it works, that manufacturers are willing to come back and we can make a great show of it. And we've got, now got a 12-month window to build something out to spectacular for next year. And uh, we're looking forward to starting from, well, we started on Saturday with our first board meeting, walk around the show to talk about initial plans for the, for the year ahead. And uh, I'm hoping that the biggest challenge we have next year is finding space for the manufacturers that want to come back. Is the pressure on now to repeat what you did this year? Well, we always want to do better. I mean, we want to expand back into having as many manufacturers participating as possible. We did do some walkarounds with some of the manufacturers that weren't here this year to showcase the excitement and the, the audience that we were able to attract. And it was impressive for them. I think, uh, I, I think that there's a good opportunity that we'll get an early start. I think one of the things that we will definitely want to continue with for next year is the indoor EV test track. That's a 70,000 square foot space, and it's not a cheap build to put this together to make sure it's safe for everybody. But it is something that is critical for the industry to showcase this new technology. And there's nowhere anywhere that I've seen around the world where people can test drive an EV car themselves indoors. And that's uh, that's been that's been a very unique feature here that uh, that we want to be able to continue. We've shown it can be done safely and with large numbers going through. And uh, that's going to mean where do we put the rest of the brands that 
will want to come back. Well, we'll probably move our auto exotica back to its 100 traditional level space. And, uh, you know, we'll have another 80,000, 90,000 square foot to, to play with. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll make it work. Jason, congrats. Definitely in order. And, and as always, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thanks, Greg. Great to be with you. I want to thank Jason for being my guest. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glayson at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website, automotivenews.ca. Just click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.